What's up, everybody? This is Left Look. We're back again. It's the week of the twelfth, oh, and is this this is the Left Look? This is Left Look. Yeah. Left. Oh, crap! Sorry, I've got the wrong room. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'll I'll leave. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what were you what were you looking for? I was looking for the for the right gaze. Uh, oh, everyone's That's, uh, everywhere uh, all the time. Go on YouTube. The Ben Shapiro ads. Those are the right gaze. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just slurs nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Big Brother yeah. is watching. And Clockwork Orange style. Charles you Coke. were just you're just strapped in and yeah. clipped clipped down. That's good. Yeah. Have yeah. either of you ever seen that film? I couldn't get through it to be honest, and I've I, heard excellent things about it. I read the book. That's that's probably way better. I, I don't think. know. Right? It's tough Come to on. get through. I didn't even know it had a book. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's our avenue. Maybe that's what we should talk about this week. <laughs> the, the Clockwork Orange book. Julian, please share share your thoughts. Uh, he like invented language for it. Every oh. other word is not actually a word, so you have to piece together a lot of bullshit. Oh. Um, beyond that, though, very nice. I, uh, I, I'm gonna have to read that now. Thanks for that. Anytime, man. Uh, it's it's quick too. I think it's fairly. It's a relatively small book. That's uh, it's got a bunch of nonsense. I'm sure I'll spend too much time trying to decipher. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know. I don't know why. What that's about. But um, anyways, I'm going to segue us. You been reading anything this week, uh, DJ? Oh, man. <laughs> wow, what a call out. Uh, hey. Yeah, I've been reading a lot. That's uh, cool. But just just one book because it's a, it's a really big book. Uh, How big? Oh, it's um, it's around 1,000 pages. Uh, Jesus and Christ. This is with very, very tiny typeface. This is the unabridged version, mind you. The, that's good. Most, most think... people would read the abridged version. I think the unabridged version is like a, you know, a more real appreciation of what a cultural moment this is. You know? Yeah, yeah. And for for reference, uh, I think I think Jacob mentions culture because it's it's a pretty famous Japanese book called The Tale of Genji. Um, From Overwatch. <sighs> um, <laughs> I mean, if it helps you visualize that sure but uh the, the character, the character from, yeah. he's named after the uh, titular genji from this from this novel so uh who is this genji and uh when was this book written oh geez uh, uh historians are unsure of the exact time period but they they reckon probably just before the uh the turn of the millennium Millennium, mm, delicious <laughs> lemons. Uh, but like you know, the former one, you know, the 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 first millennium. In so the probably 900s, around hundreds. Eh? Yeah, yeah, around the nine hundred, probably later nine hundreds. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. What was yeah. going on in Japan in the nine hundreds? Do you know? Oh man, what wasn't going on in Japan? Um, if you were if you were a peasant, no one cared. It was um, same <laughs> shit that it was for two millennia. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you were part of the one percent of nobility, wow, life was wild because you basically just lived in heaven perpetually, and yes. uh, you married your cousin, pretty much every what, generation. Heaven perpetually. I know it is your personal heaven perpetually, but you should <laughs> explain to the audience what you mean by that. Um, at the time, the capital of Japan, which was Kyoto, 
um, uh, it was actually was it... Heian Kyo, but hey, now named Kyoto. Whatever, but, you know. yeah. Nobody's if I call it that, nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about, except for Keep losers like us. Um, I had no idea. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey, there you go. So Kyoto was basically this heaven city. It was it was this it was this like sealed off, multi tiered, colossal city for the time. And um, gardens and art. Yeah, if you lived there, you essentially had an estate uh, and your family might own multiple estates across all of Kyoto. And uh, there were different like sections to it. You know, the lower nobility didn't live near the center, but, you know, who cares about them? We're only really concerned with the upper echelon. And, uh, you know, that has to do a lot with the tale of Genji. It's it's centered around these uh, essentially like intrigues. Yeah, the, the quite. I wouldn't say intrigue, but more like the drama. It's not really about the politics of the time so much as it is the the relationship between a lot of these characters and their actions and. True. There's a there's a little bit of political scheming, but that gets blown over in the first it's the, like third. It's the backdrop, and the the story is more about the, uh, the characters' yeah, relationships. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah yeah um yeah and you follow genji along and his life and and whatnot and then uh yeah it's it's pretty crazy it's just like a thousand pages of really really complicated uh familial structures that you're expected yeah. to know secondhand because the book only refers to people by their title usually yes uh so his excellency you know what they might call his excellency in one chapter might be a totally different person in two or three chapters because somebody got promoted or somebody died and somebody yeah. took up a position um that's pretty cool yeah i would really love to just see a like a family tree of all the incest but yeah um, <laughs> the family well, circle that, that is the the i don't like mean to be uh I don't mean to be racist or anything, but that is the Japanese model of government, right? That it, it like, radiates out from this imperial family, and it, it just necessitates incest almost, right? Like Basically, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the, the emperor's god blood is what drives mm-hmm. what drives the central government of, uh, of the, the Japanese empire. Blood. Yep. That's, it, is a, it is a crazy prospect but oh we I, I did we didn't mention i've been thinking it the whole time mm-hmm. the uh, the tale of genji is important because it's the first novel ever folks that's also yeah it's basically important yeah i mean you could argue there's other novels but really. definitely the first one out of japan like hands mm-hmm. down um, no i i think you could even say it was the first novel because yeah yeah at, even anything that you could consider a novel, like maybe one of the Icelandic sagas, they don't mm-hmm. get written down for another 400 years or something like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like definitely the first written work of, of, of serious fictional breath. Yeah. And uh, probably written by a woman too, which is uh, pretty yeah. cool. I always thought. Some people argue, and I have to, I have to kind of believe uh, what, what they say, because some people argue that it was actually the work of two women. Um, mm-hmm an elder and a younger because there's a weird so interesting yeah yeah the, the style it's very subtle but you you know even as you're reading it you read this you know two-thirds of the book and you're like okay i'm getting used to this and then it's a really subtle but noticeable change as the book kind of starts to conclude and it sort of trails off in a different direction than what the main chunk was going are you, for 
Is there a theory that it's the same woman, but much later? Or uh, yeah, yeah. There, there is another theory that maybe she she put the work down for quite a while and then picked it up again, thinking like, oh, you know, I had a story. Much later. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't really finish up what I was going for. I was kind of just meandering. But anyways, the uh, the Japanese god blood. I'm, uh, I asked uh, the I I I, I was gonna focus on that because it it segues into a segment I wanted to talk about pretty mm -hmm. uh, heavily tonight, which was the assassination of Shinzo Abe last week. Who, if you don't know, was uh, the former prime minister of Japan for like a long time. I think mm -hmm. it was like 2003 to like very recently, and then. Um, he was uh, also not still behind the scenes, like the most powerful man in Japan. And yeah. some lone gunman, uh, a 41-year-old uh, forklift driver, assassinated him just on Friday, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just and, Friday. And so uh, I want to talk about this because I am very confused as to what happened, and I'm usually not confused when it comes to world events. And so to talk about why I'm confused... I'm going to have to talk about Japanese politics. Talking about Hooray. Japanese politics. Brace yourself. Yeah, it requires uh, talking about history, and that sucks because it's going to be involved. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, so this Shinzo Abe guy, uh, who the fuck is he? He's simultaneously, I've thought about this a lot uh, and how I could say it really quickly to people. He is simultaneously justin trudeau right the face and head of the liberal party of that uh, of that country and he is also at the same time mitch mcconnell the head of the virulent christian fascists but they're not christian right they're the, mm -hmm. the religious fascists of that country right. he is both of these people at the same time right he is in his uh, official capacity as head of the liberal party mm -hmm. justin trudeau but he is also the head of another organization that is about 400,000 people strong, and it's called the Nippon Kaigi. And uh, I, I've been thinking about how I was going to fucking uh, explain what this is too, right? And the Nippon Kaigi has a history, and it, it's mostly bullshit, right? It, it was formed from two... Uh, organizations in the like the late 70s uh, mm. and one of them was a, a veterans group of the uh, imperial military okay and uh, you know I, I don't think their uh, their genealogy is really important I think you can just say they are like a spiritual successor to the uh, the World War II Kodaha faction which is like mm. this religious imperial way faction that was like extreme within the extreme you know what yeah. I mean and so you can think of them as a spiritual successor. We live in much more moderate times, and they, but they think much the same things. And they have been responsible for scandals over the decades. Like uh, in the, I think it was in the 80s, they included class uh, A war criminals oh. in, their, in their shrine, right, that has uh, written records of all two and a half million war dead that the Japanese had mm -hmm. post the Meiji Restoration in 1860 fucking whatever. Jeez. And yeah, so they uh, this group, you know, pushed to have these war criminals in World War II uh, to have these uh, to be included in this, you know, this national Shinto monument, right, mm -hmm. which is their national religion. And that's important because in the Japanese system, you said God blood, right? And I'm, yeah. I was bringing it back to it. I swore. Yep, we're going full circle. Yeah. 
uh, they literally believe, at least some of them, right, and that allows you to get away with all sorts of nonsense, that the Emperor is descended from someone who mm -hmm. was born from Amaraturatsu or some shit yeah. like that, who is literally the woman form of the sun, yep. right? The, uh, the goddess of the sun. Mm -hmm. It sounds so ridiculous to say it aloud, right? But uh, that is what they believe. And so you ha if you have god blood, you can justify all sorts of atrocities, right? Oh, and this group, this group has been uh, lobbying and rallying for what I can see is about, you know, 40, 50 years for the accomplishment of what I think will ha come to pass in a very few years, which is that the Japanese will resume their fucking activities as a, an imperial actor on the world stage. They will... Mm -hmm re-neo-colonize South Korea and Taiwan, and they will beat down the Chinese through economic warfare. And I think they've pretty much already accomplished it through what they have. They have, like, the second most powerful navy on the Earth, even though they're supposed to not have a navy constitutionally. Yeah, how did that happen? That's the result of this liberal party that has, you know, played with words, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're not allowed a hel uh, an aircraft carrier, so now you have... I've d I think I did this bit about the aircraft carrier helicopter carrier on a mm. previous episode. Yeah. But they've they've just redefined what an aircraft carrier is, called it a, a helicopter carrier or a, a helicopter destroyer for some mm -hmm. of the smaller ones. And it's nonsense. They now have planes that go up and down when they land, <laughs> and, right? So, like, that's fucking bullshit. And... So Japan, we're, as we're entering the end of the world American empire and we enter a more multipolar world, Japan is positioning itself to be able to get to uh, resources, uh, oil specifically, from America and the Persian Gulf, right? And to be able to do that, you need to be the toughest kid in that block. Mm -hmm. And you need to have some good relations with some other countries. And I think they'll reach out to Vietnam and the Philippines, and they'll have a, a symbiotic relationship in which Japan performs high-end production and the Southeast Asian countries perform low-end uh, production. And anyways, getting back to this fucking assassin. Yeah, yeah. What, what the fuck happened? Who is this guy, and why did they do it? They don't say why he did it, other than he was mad at a church group that uh -huh. Shinzo Abe was supposedly involved in. And, you, you know, that was just so ambiguous that I had to do this deep dive, right? And I was just like, anytime the Japanese are being ambiguous, it is sus. It mm -hmm. is sus as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. they, and uh, they and that's all the time. <laughs> they thrive on it as a language, pretty much, right? Because mm -hmm. of their, because of the dual meaning of the of the characters, right? And um, but anyway, so this guy, this forty-one-year-old forklift driver, is mad at Shinzo Abe for a church group. And I have looked, I have looked and asked a man who I know is completely fluent, read and write in Japanese, to mm -hmm. look for me. And they cannot find what this church group is. So hmm. I am left with the only impression that it has to be this uh, uh, Nippon Kaigi, right? This mm -hmm. uh, this Shintao religious uh, religious sect, right? Where this church that they're referring to is, of course, the uh, the the shrine mm -hmm. with the two and a half million war dead. And uh. then this forty-one-year-old, right? They don't say anything about him, and. 
now I got a deep dive about what I got to think this guy's up to, right? Because mm-hmm. why would they say... Sorry, go ahead. Just jumping in, because this was covered on a another leftist podcast. Uh, the religious group is the Moonies, led by Moonies. Reverend Something Moon. Oh, fuck. So I'm completely incorrect, and I've wasted everybody's time. Well, <laughs> I don't know if they're right. I don't know. I haven't looked into no. it, period, so I have no idea. That but. can't be right. This is it's, This says they're big in Korea. Yeah, well, I think they're very well connected to a lot of right-wing groups in Japan and the United States as well. Oh, that would make sense. From what I've heard. But anyways, continuing on with who the shooter is, because I'm a lot more interested in that. Uh, yeah, he's just some forklift driver. He's 41 years old, right? For me, it doesn't make sense that he's super right wing because for me he's very working class he's got mm-hmm. no right to be right wing in the japanese culture people are forklift. calling him right wing i don't know but if he's if uh if he's killing some uh someone for being really uh, uh supportive of this christian network he's he's got to be right wing right because the only way well, that you're doing that is because you are uh, more Shintao. You're a Shintao extremist. I don't think that's a leftist position to kill people for being inclusionary of Christians in that hmm. type part of, part of the world, right? That part of the world that the Christians are just not the fucking dominant ones, no. right? So, I mean, if you kill a right-wing leader, you might not be that right-wing. No, but right, right-wing can kill a... There can be intra-group or intergroup violence on the right. I don't right on right violence? Yeah, that's fine. Monarchists and uh, just general fascists. I, I gotta believe that this is bullshit. The Moonies? <laughs> I, I, I gotta look into this more. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that next week maybe. Because this, this sounds like a, an excuse to me, right? Could be. And getting back, getting back into my suspicions about this guy. He's working class in a society that is really hierarchized and mm. is like vicious about how it views people uh, and, the, and their relation to their work, right? If you are just a forklift driver in Japan, you've, you have, are seen to have failed yeah. by man, many people, right? The large majority of the population, I would mm-hmm. even say. Yeah. And uh, so this guy's got no impetus to be right wing, right? None. And on top of that, he's fucking intelligent because the the government bro- uh, busted into his house after, and they found thirteen guns or some shit like that that he had made out of duck board and fucking duck sorry board and duct tape and mm-hmm. uh, pipes. And he had admi- he had tried a bunch of variations, some with three barrels, one with like five, and uh, eventually he settled on like a double barrel because it, he thought it was the strongest, and he fucking yeah. killed the guy. No problem. <laughs> so, again, if you're working class and right wing, general assumption, you're fucking unintelligent, right? Typically. It's typically. Or crazy, right? Yeah. Like crazy. And those people post manifestos. This guy's got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I got to believe this guy's left wing or a commie of some type and that he's killed this guy, Shinzo. For his uh, extremism, his new imperialism. But I don't know. I'm going to have to really look into this now. Yeah, we'll post our corrections next week. Yeah, it's really uh, hard to just speculate. 
Um, I really like my only source of this story is what I heard on the news on Friday, like literally just after it happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, owing to the, um, the newness, the freshness of the story, the details were scant. So all I heard is that uh, the gunman had killed Abe because of his connections to a certain group. Yes, that's what I got as well. And that is vague enough for me to suspect uh, there's a cover-up of some kind and being yeah. done. It, it definitely stinks of one, right? It's It would be nationally embarrassing, right, for mm-hmm. a left-wing extremist to kill this guy and then they have to be like, well, why did he think that, right? Yeah. And then for Americans to now have to think, well, it's because we're re-equipping our little buddy here for a mm-hmm. fight. And that's fucked. Everybody, everyone in America would think that was fucked. And so I think this is just, you know, the Ministry of Propaganda directing us. But I'm going to really look into this Mooney's thing, and I will get back to everybody. Yeah, it, it, it just seems much more plausible that this guy is just a disgruntled you know, working class Worker. citizen who just, you know, even, I don't know, I'm, I'm not the most up on current East Asian politics, but True. even I, you know, throughout my youth have, have known like, okay, Abe's, Abe's a big phony. Like clearly he's, yes. he's just a fucking fascist with a mask on. Yeah. Smiling uh, fascist. Yeah. And that's what his, you know, current, the current prime minister is just his puppet. Yeah. And whoever he was advocating for at this rally is just another one of his puppets. Yeah. Uh, it makes it seems more possible from like uh, a sympathetic what, perspective to see what this you know about I don't know what you know about Japan seems to lead more to my fucking theory than uh, than not in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, um, no, that's that's I'm I'm agreeing with you. It it sounds like this dude's just he was just out for blood. Just straight up was like just woke up one day and said, "You know what? I hate this guy so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to kill him." Yeah, he's like I'm there's nothing I can do. I I work uh, you know, I'm like an honest man trying mm-hmm. and I support world peace, but these people are liars and they've got all these fucking idiots that I'm surrounded by uh fooled and you know, I'll just take them out. Fuck it. You know, they want to play asymmetric war with the people. Yeah. Let's do that. That's what he thought. That's <laughs> that's what I'm thinking he thought. But, you know, I don't know. That's yeah, pretty it's, crazy. It's all just speculation. It you, is speculation. You know, like like you mentioned, uh, a, a forklift driver in Japan, that's a that's a disenfranchised person. Yeah. You know, that... you've you've missed the salary job, you know, the salary mm-hmm. man accounting firm dream that japan just wants you to be and you are working a a manual labor job which is you know very depending on where you live in japan you know if you live anywhere in like central japan and you're working a manual labor job oh yeah good luck you you will have no social capacity to Mm -hmm. to to get anywhere in life yeah uh, is it really so, that yeah. bad? Sorry. It's yeah. pretty bad, yeah. Like they're a really high-end economy, and they rely on that to, uh, you know, maintain their culture, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's a strategic choice that they've made to rely on uh, high-producing industries like uh, 
technology and uh, services like accounting, uh, like uh, DJ said, and law and the East Asia and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. Like high productive, high value jobs and industries have been overinflated or over uh, valued involved. Uh, yeah, over invested in that economy, and they have then offset. Uh, uh, the lower end productive jobs to other economies uh, like ours, like where they have the Toyota plant and shit like right. that, right? <laughs> and, and or Vietnam and things like that. They are, and they're constantly expanding that so that they can maintain their dominance as a culture through the amount of value that they produce year on year, right? Huh. All right. So because of that, though, they have they have growing problems, like they mm-hmm. have population problems. And uh, it's social problems, like the, yeah, very classist. The the otaku phenomenon too, which is mm-hmm. this: um, young men are uh, not going out, and they're very uh, introverted at home and things like that. And it, it's basically because of this rat race society that, that is like ours on steroids, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm exhausted the way that they are, but they're all feeling what I feel, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just foreign to me because I'm so used to, like, a rich blue-collar culture. But I, yeah. that is, I guess, a North American thing. Mm-hmm. All economies are different, for sure. Um, but you, you really fucking destroyed my fucking theory there. I was really enjoying having the tinfoil <laughs> hat on. <and> fucking... <laughs> I mean, you might be right. I don't know. And he just popped it right off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Chugging along. No, wait. Shinzo Abe Mooney, the suspect's mother, is a member of the Moonies. Okay. And so does Abe hate the Moonies? Is that what he said? Uh, the, the way they covered it was his the shooter's mom gave all of her money to the Moonies. Oh. And Abe is also connected to them, so he, he decided to take it out on Abe. Uh, honestly, kind of a weak... Uh, theory now that i'm repeating it back but i don't know man it could be right yeah i mean that's the joy of the internet these days is nobody has any fucking idea what's true and what's not yeah i mean it's really making me doubt that we ever had any idea what's true and what's not but uh i feel you i feel you i'm gonna find the answer on this one though because <laughs> like I feel like I know too much about Japan to not just at least get why the fucking prime minister was killed, right? Like, that's not, I'm asking a lot. I'm not asking a lot under the internet on that one. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you the episode when we're done here. Well, you can start beauty. there if you want. Beauty. I'm just going to segue to the next topic because it's a really brief one. The, the uh, outage, the internet outage that we all suffered in Ontario and Canada, I guess, well, larger I, last week. I didn't you suffer at all personally. Yeah, you're with uh, Telus or Bell? Bell, yeah. You fucker. It was so bad, man. It was like I was, uh, I was exposed to how uh, weak I and uh, needful of the internet I am. I went looking for a basketball that I thought I had, not <laughs> to be found around here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man, anyways. that's rough. I'm I'm realizing uh, now a lot of people probably lost home internet, eh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would have fucking killed me. Yeah, the, and everything's attached to it. The phone, the cable, like everything, right? So yeah. it was brutal. But um, 
I, I really don't have much to say about this. I saw on a, a YouTuber called The Rational National. He showed uh, uh, an interview that I wanted to direct people to. And uh, this Bella executive is being... Uh, Bell. Rogers executive is being uh, questioned by this fucking reporter. I don't know where from. CNBC, probably. And uh, uh, she asks about monopolization and whether that's led to this problem. And uh, the guy goes... Uh, you know, I can't comment on the monopolization that's happening. I, uh, I'm just trying to fix this problem. And then from off camera, a Rogers lawyer, you can hear her go, that's it. We're done. And she fucking <laughs> ends the interview. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, wow, that's, that's fucking creepy. Right? Like, that's some big brother shit. Yeah. And that's they also should... like a de facto admission. Yeah, that they're a monopoly. They should be nationalized 100%. They're, Agreed. like, strategically important to society, right? Yep. Them going down for an afternoon and, like, heads not rolling over it is unacceptable. Like, unacceptable. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, anyways, love, that's all I had to say on that one. I love the people who say we need more diversity in our telecom choices as if they wouldn't that's, all just buy from Rogers or Bell's network. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. To try and be, this isn't like we're selling tomatoes in the marketplace, right? To be a telecom company, you need to be a government, right? You need to yeah. have infrastructure, planning committees, operations committees, right? Like, it's nonsense. It's nonsense to believe that, oh, one or two more companies, that'll make it better. Yeah, it's also the second largest country on the earth. Like, you can't just run telephone lines wherever you want. Yeah, and also, Sometimes we do. We have, like, dual sets of infrastructure in this town. The Bell and the that's Rogers. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so gross. I think about it all the time. Like, how dare we have two sets of the same goddamn wires right next to each other, right? Like, yep. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we could have a whole conversation on how networks are natural monopolies, but maybe that's another episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, governments are supposed to be the only thing that can protect you from monopolies, right? Like... I don't know. Yeah. DJ, do you have a thought on the topic? Oh, DJ is gone. He's gone. All That's right. Good. Moving along to... Oh, he's back. Oh. He was having a snack or something. <laughs> Neck cramp. Yeah. I don't understand. Yikes. Are you okay? Yeah, no, he checked in our rivals, the right gaze, the other podcast oh, down the hall. Yeah, yeah. That's I was funny. Uh, I was doing well, some some intel work. A callback. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm just running the B plot here and you guys are actually running a podcast. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm the hero or anything, a... but this is not a serious thing. This is like we get to hang out for an hour and I also get to talk about whatever nonsense is on my mind I'm, like great. i'm just saying the sopranos oh okay oh, sorry. The sopra- <laughs> I, I was gonna do a bit about the sopranos those but it's uh it's pretty involved so go ahead DJ, no no my saying. gags my gags done it's dead it's dead like oh. abe ha ha oh <laughs> uh, uh, all right yeah he did he's, die. he's really dead want, did he get a state funeral 
Anyways, fuck. I hope not, but he probably will. Me too. I really hope not. He probably will. He probably get the chrysanthemum. Yeah, the emperor's coming like in. That. Yeah, that's oh. gross. Uh, chrysanthemum mortars like the Victoria Cross. It's yeah. Basically the same. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so the Sopranos. I uh, I've been I've watched all of the Sopranos semi recently. I started a couple months ago, and then I was like really stressed, so mm -hmm. I stopped, and then I barreled through and I finished it like last nice. week and so and then I rewatched the first uh, season or so after I figured out what the show was about because I wanted to rewatch it with that oh, in mind oh okay smart and, but and also because I knew I was going to have to do this bit anyway so have you guys heard of the show do you know <laughs> you know broadly what it's about yeah I have I, I have no idea Italians. what it's about I've only heard about it by name yeah. by name uh it, so, main premise is uh, the mob boss of New Jersey, right? There's five families in New York, and then this kind of, like, half family in New okay. Jersey. This guy runs it, and his struggles, and uh, he's also uh, suffering panic attacks oh. that put him unconscious at the beginning of the first Great. season, and so he has put himself in therapy. So, it's kind of like Analyze mm -hmm. This, but, like, uh, an HB, you know, the Robert De Niro... Uh, movie sure the, uh the mob boss goes to a, a, a psychiatrist sure billy crystal uh no no, you know no. What I'm about? Um, no but okay that's like a comedy yeah. though right but the premise is is really cool because mob bosses can't go to uh therapy uh, right they'll be killed for, for that. sure that's a sign of yeah. weakness you're dead right um but anyways the uh the show was uh like really beloved mm -hmm. right because it was th this guy is larger than life right he he's got this fantastic home with this cute little blonde wife and two uh, a child of each mm -hmm. gender that seem to be doing okay and uh he's, he's got nice cars and all this money the and then dream. at the same time yeah well and then the at the Italian same American time dream. Yeah, here comes the Italian part of it. He's like got all this side, all these side women that he sees. Mm. He's, uh, you know, constantly uh, stealing things from people, and he he gets to hang out with his uh, his boys all day long. And because he's head boss, he's always doing like alpha chick yeah. shit, like getting in their faces. And sometimes they just get whacked just for fucking, you know, not showing respect. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very chimp like world, right? You can tell why the American audience was like absorbed mm -hmm. in it it's like one of the highest rated shows on television of all time and uh i never got to it my my dad asked me uh why i'd never got to it because i like to be up to date on like major cultural mm -hmm. things right but um i don't know why i'd never got to it i just assumed that it was just this mob show right about this yeah. guy all right but it's not it's so much more deep and intricate than that it, it's subversive because it takes the uh this guy who everyone wants to be, mm -hmm. right? And then it it exposes him to modern problems throughout the uh, the five or six I think it's six seasons that they that they have. And then within the last season, they uh, they kill him at the end, mm -hmm. right? But they uh, they unravel his life uh, right before then too, right? So his life is in fucking mm -hmm. shambles, and then he fucking dies. And so it's like this metaphor about. Uh, toxic masculinity as it comes into this uh, 
new and modern mm. world, and it's just so fucking wonderfully done, right? They do an episode about uh, Native Americans versus Christopher mm. Columbus. Christopher Columbus, being Italian, is uh, it really works oh, well with the mob yeah. show. <laughs> they get a couple episodes out of that. Uh, they they do uh, a a plot for many many episodes about uh, a a gay mobster, a capo, a captain, mm. and and uh, like a Tony struggles with this. Uh, Tony Soprano, the right. guy, uh, and uh, eventually he uh, he has to ha- kill him. And this guy is brutally killed. He's beaten to death, and they shove a pool stick up mm. his ass off screen, off screen. But um, like, and it's it, he just keeps running into these problems, and you can see that uh, he can tell what the right decision is. Everybody who's watching it agrees what the right decision mm-hmm. is, and his his life that everybody sorry that the segment of the population that is male and stupid really wants that uh, just is greedily uh invested in they they want to be tony soprano his life leads to these conflicts with you know regular morals that are just like everyone should be shocked that uh that can even be a thing right that that could be the response and he's just like stuck because of the expectations of the gangsters and then in the end it it kills him anyways right and so i thought it was the most beautiful thing and i wanted to bring it up on this Mm. show because um you know on the on youtube on uh the right you always see these things about the culture war and how the culture war has sped up over these last few years and like that is the culture war right there that is uh the ministry of propaganda through its uh subsidiaries hbo advancing the uh the overton window uh mystifying the populace with new myths right it to me it's it's incredible. It's an awe-inspiring thing. So wait, Go wait. On, that let you lost me in that yeah. last bit there. Are you saying yeah, that the Sopranos is part of an agenda to advance the culture war? Advance the culture war. I I don't know. Continue what the what some people, some institutions a while ago were told what the march of progress should mm-hmm. be which is the the continued liberalization of society. I, I don't think they uh they would see progress the same way you and I do in like a socialism uh aspect, but a a greater uh respect for individuality and a, a softer interaction in the world uh based on economics mm. uh economic um difference still though, right? In hierarchy but I, uh, yeah, I, I do believe what I said. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I haven't a, watched it's basically the sh- a CIA psyop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the show, so I don't know how much I can really comment here. But my knee-jerk reaction was that instead of being a part of an agenda or something, that this was just a very well-articulated, um, artistic vision of where things are going maybe is that uh (laughs) yeah you're you're reasonable to think that i am uh i have my tinfoil hat on the uh (laughs) cia is the ministry of propaganda they they make shows they uh affect shows 
I, I I can't not believe it. I've seen it time and time again. You know. Can I can I uh, give two examples? Uh, John Krasinski's uh, CIA show is they talk about uh, having a guy from Langley from the CIA headquarters give advice on how that show should right. be run, and it's just like America, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, well, that's I mean, a, that's too extreme an example, though, right? Um, the CIA uh, basically wrote the first Transformers movie, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they do that. We know about those, right? But they're they also are subtler, and they have connections that are more informal, too, right? Like uh, Peaky Blinders. I've bitched about this mm-hmm. before. I think Peaky Blinders in season one uh, has. Uh, a number of characters who are loosely attached to the gang and there are too many of them and so obviously one of them has to die and uh uh, basically it comes down between this communist and this ptsd ridden sergeant soldier from world war one and they killed the the sergeant soldier basically meaning they have to keep the communist Mm -hmm. around now for uh just for the the inner I don't know the small group politics okay. of it for the for the feng shui of the whole thing, right? Mm. And then it got big after season one. It blows yeah. up, right? And in the intro of season two, they killed the communists <laughs> off camera. Wow. Off camera. What the fuck is that, yeah. right? That's crazy to me. And then they never mention the communists again for the next, like, whatever seasons. The 20s Britain, this show's about, Jeez. and they never talk about the communists. That can only be the CIA, in my opinion, right? That can only be the Ministry of Propaganda at work. Or MI6. Um, MI5, well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm I just don't think being so. a pedant. The, right? The, it wouldn't be. That's an American show. Oh. But yeah, I'm sure they do sometimes do shit like that, but I think the British have a I I'm almost a monarchist at this point because I think the British have this long history of at least trying to respect social rights while we fucking maintain this clown car song and dance of the royalty, right? <laughs> I uh It's it's like the fucking religio fascists that exists in every culture. Uh, are given something to do mm. with the monarchy, and then the rest of us can get on with the business of running a fucking government, <laughs> government, right? Yeah. There's something about it. I mean, it is our system of government, so maybe that's why I am becoming more uh, open to it as I grow yeah. older, and less less virulently vanguard communist. But. Fuck, I I think it's also got something to do with watching the Americans go to shit that I I'm losing faith in real de- uh, democracy. Yeah. You're going soft, brother. Yeah, what yeah. what happened to the what happened to the T34s? <laughs> the, the tank. I could be I could have been accused of being a tanky uh-huh. not not 3 or 4 years not ago. Anymore. Probably still I'm could just, be. Just not. Yeah. Getting old sucks, I don't folks. Know. Getting old sucks, and the Chinese have failed. <laughs> and so did well, the Soviets. Not yet. not yet, they haven't. Dude, they're they're a fascist state. I uh, I can't. I don't believe they've been communist for a long time, and I I don't blame them. It's hard to be communist in a super majoritarian cultured country, right? At least the Russians were something like fifty percent of their culture, so that 
they had an instinct, an impetus to not be fucking genocidal mm-hmm. freaks. But the Chinese have none of that and a long history of being genocidal freaks. Yeah. <laughs> and they're continuing that, right? Like, at least it was unconscious before. At least it was in the mists of history and kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Now it's now it's just, you know, industrial governments. I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, this has been Yeah, fun. really, really just uplifting. Really, uh, really. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to go check on the right K's again. I'm going to just. You know, it's funny because <laughs> right, yeah. our fourth sub, our fourth topic uh, for oh. today is uh, probably the least uh, positive of the oh, four. Oh, man. Oh, we, we're, we're still digging. We're still digging deeper. I, uh, I, I think it will keep it short so we can. No, let's let's dive right in. Let's let's go let's go crazy. My last topic, uh, listeners, is Morin Hopper. Morin Harper. Oh. Oh. I say and. Wow, that's so stupid. They they make us say and in Canada so that we're different than it's versus. It it should be versus. I've always thought that, but I've. I've adapted to it. Yeah, that sounds way too friendly. It's supposed that's how they sell it to us that it's supposed to be more uh friendly, but it's not. It's just so that we're slightly different than the Americans, right? It's just nonsense. I I don't know. It's one of those British things where like if you say the wrong thing, they know you haven't been educated well <laughs> so they can fucking exclude you right away, too. Oh, oh how difficult. How how taboo. Mm. Yeah. Jacob said versus. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How colonial. <clears throat> yeah, this bit's going nowhere. Please talk about what you want to talk about, because I have I have absolutely Provincial. no idea what this topic yeah, is. No, pr- we'll talk about it, but you have to keep doing that accent. Oh, if you I insist. It. It's more I it's more Virginian than insist. anything. It's 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 kinda upstate. It's not really British. <laughs> No, you're Virginia. It's not there. I'm sorry. Uh, I I love the uh, the American accent because uh, they they're all, they almost like move from one to the other, right? If you start with like a like a Texan, like we're gonna come to your t- country mm-hmm. and attack you, right? You can just move from Texan through the states. Like uh, Louisiana, which is next uh-huh. to Texan, is just is like a a, a deeper uh, Texan. So, like, and you just try and be the uh, the rooster uh-huh. from fucking Warner Brothers. You know, I, I say, said, <laughs> I said, I said, boy, that this is the most important thing about the election that is coming. You know, like it's just really easy. And then you move into the Carolinas, and the Carolinas <laughs> just go a little higher with it, right? And then we come to Virginia, and you get serious with the fucking. <laughs> you just accent the every other fucking word. It's a very weird accent i don't understand why they speak like <laughs> well, this. you're having a lot of anyways. fun <laughs> yeah anyways i thought the viewers might enjoy that no you that's, gotta keep uh, going listen uh that's about where it ends for me because that's all one culture group yeah. right uh, yeah. i'd have to i'd have to start somewhere there, else uh to get the northeast yeah there's like yeah. a hard linguistic shift after you go north yeah. from virginia yeah uh, but it, I I hope I made that clear that it's all basically one accent and you just kind of 
fucking get drunk with it from <laughs> one to the next. <laughs> like, uh, and, but yeah, uh, and the Northeasterners are, are crazy hard because uh, it's city-based mm-hmm. more than it is regional-based, right? And uh, the boss wash accent, Axis accent, is just impossible for me to keep straight. Uh, I can do a, an okay Boston accent, but my New York and my Pennsylvanian are terrible. <laughs> and then my my Maine or like the really Northeast is uh, it's even worse than that. It's laughable. <laughs> so I won't do it for the for the audience. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe um, one day. But for now, yeah, you were going to talk about this trial, weren't you? Oh yeah, this uh, sure. case, Moore and yeah. Harper. You want to talk about it, Julian? I think you know about it. Yeah, I can just I can briefly summarize it. Please um, do. It's a case that the Supreme Court is going to hear. And uh, I gotta hold basically, on. Which Supreme Court? I gotta I gotta know. Oh right, the Supreme Court of the United States. Okay, thank you. That's so funny. Yeah. The Supreme Court. That that's really funny that you said that because that's where I want to end this bit. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> And they are going to, they're going to weigh in on Morby Harper, which was a case uh, from 2020, I think. Okay. Somebody, basically what it's about is about, it's about um, this, I think it's called the Independent State Legislature Doctrine. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is a very, very narrow interpretation of the Constitution that says each state legislature is responsible for carrying out federal elections. That's what it says, that each state is uh, responsible for carrying out elections, but you read that narrowly, so that... Continue, sorry. Yeah, well, the the narrowest possible interpretation is just the state legislature itself is responsible. So the judges in the state, like, theoretically, can't uh, do anything to influence elections. Any, like, electoral boards might lose their power to influence how elections are carried out. Um, I believe the Morby Harper, this will come back to me now, was about gerrymandering. Somebody wanted to gerrymander some districts, and the court said, no, fuck off. Like, this is just insane what you're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's now coming up to the Supreme Court because the state legislature says, hey, we would really like to gerrymander this, and they're in our way. You're in, oh, it's funny, i got to interject there. The On the the facts and specifically because yeah. uh, i'm just re- remembering i don't know any of the facts and I just, <laughs> I, I, everyone i've heard uh legal experts talk about it also haven't mentioned the facts and i think that's because uh last week they handed down this decision uh about this coach uh praying you heard no. about this no this uh this coach was praying in the center of a football field for high school fucking football mm-hmm. and it it was basically like these kids are forced to fucking uh, do this uh, thing. And the Supreme Court, in their decision, characterized it as a small private prayer after the fact. When the, and in fact, it's uh, before the game, at halftime, hundreds of kids surrounding this uh, coach with a football. Uh, there's photos of them leading this prayer with a football helmet in the air, right? Like, obviously, those kids are feeling pressured to be involved in some sort of religious <laughs> yeah. thing, right? And forever, that has been the case law, that you can't do that shit, yeah. right? And so they recharacterized the facts so that it wasn't what they thought said. What, so it wasn't what it was, and they said it was just a small private prayer afterwards to the side. So he's in his private capacity. And they lied about the facts so they could basically say that uh, teachers can uh, lead private prayer. 
and so that they basically changed the rules of the separation of church and state last week. Wow. But anyways, just... bringing it back to sorry, was that the Supreme Court that ruled that? Yeah, that was the Supreme Court, oh Supreme God. Court of the United States. Yeah, um, they're just they're just hitting another park lately, aren't they? Yeah, they are going full fascist. They're running with it, but um. Oh, fuck, bringing it back to the uh, this. I don't think I know about the facts because I think the experts no longer have institutional faith in them. They're, we're just talking about what this case is about now, right? We're not talking about, like, the individual case, which is, like, usually what law experts love to get tripped mm-hmm. up on is the fucking individual case. You know, if you decide the case correctly, then the, the broader law will be fine, right? right. And it's fucking... Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, this anyways, this is one that they visited a couple times. I think like the earliest case where they debated this was in the twenties. Oh, it's got to be earlier than that. I mean, I, probably, I, yeah. But I bet you this. Uh, I I haven't looked it up, but the, this independent state uh, legislature doctrine sounds like it goes back to at least uh, Reconstruction, but probably pre Civil War. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time it's come before the Supreme Court, they said no, no, like. It's not just the legislature. That's a ridiculous way to read the Constitution. We're not going to do that. And I think this year they are going to do that. And uh, it's nuts so bananas because basically every state legislature will have the power to determine, like, which... Like, they can gerrymander as much as they want, but they can also choose which votes count, which votes are getting thrown out. They can basically just make up any election result they want and then pass that on to the nation like the national level. Uh, it is no joke the end of democracy in the United States. It is uh, the ensuring of a Republican fascist victory uh, because the states will decide and the states are largely incongruous with the population and dominated by uh, Christian fascists, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's that brought me to uh, why I wanted to do my bit about the... Uh, Supreme Court, right? We're uh, <laughs> we're a province of the American Empire. That's how I've viewed Canada for a while. The larger Commonwealth, in fact. Mm-hmm. We are just an unabsorbed part of the uh, imperial core of the American Empire. And uh, if you were to be if you were to ana- analogize uh, America to the its historical counterpart that everyone analogizes it to, Rome, right? What historical moment is most analogous to this moment in time? And I think it's the Social War, which is uh, around 100 uh, BC. Yeah. Wherein the Italian allies, because Rome was a city-state, mm. right? It it lets some people it conquered in Italy be allies. It lets some just be friends of Rome. Some were clients. Some were subjects. Different relations, mm. right? And all these peoples rose up at once because they were like we're done. We've been fighting all the wars, right? We've been winning all the right. battles. We'd like to be citizens soon, right? And I think we are approaching a similar situation. Obviously, history just uh, rhymes. It doesn't repeat mm-hmm. itself, right? But I think the Americans, if they uh, if they start getting into it with themselves, the rest of the world will take the opportunity to be like, okay, these people cannot have the power anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's nonsense that we all live on the whims of these fucking decrepit southerners right these (laughs) uh yeah these descendants of uh slavers cotton plantation slavers right they should have been rooted out uh burned at the stake or whatever hanged i don't care 
150 years ago, and because they just let up off the gas at the end of the Civil War, the rest of the world has been stuck with them as America has asserted imperial hegemony, mm-hmm. right? And I think that if that imperial hegemony slips for a second, that uh, uh, they will demand America be like dismantled and that we uh, approach uh, NATO as a more federal fucking system or maybe something like that. I don't know. But something's got to give because the Americans are, you know, teetering mm-hmm. when in uh, teetering on the brink of a minority uh, with a battle with a minority that is like so small that it shouldn't be able to exercise this power when in reality America is a much mar- larger country than it lets on and the the super majority of liberals versus this fucking tiny crypt- crypto fascist wing is overwhelming right like beyond overwhelming I, I don't know say. that's not really the impression I get no that's I the impression because... they want you to not get <laughs> I mean Trump did win a uh, an election, right? Like there is no. When I say America is a much larger country, I mean like the American Empire includes countries that are not within its borders. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, so I see. N- no Canadian would back the Republicans in that war. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yes, some would. Some would, but they wouldn't be allowed <laughs> to by the rest of us. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah, 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 we'd not some. We'd not some good. Uh, I'd not some. All. <laughs> no. No Brit is coming over to fight for the Republicans, right? Yeah, and during Brits the war. Brits would in major numbers, right? Uh, and I would assume at least every European country sends a, a brigade-sized of uh, volunteer units to a civil war, right? Mm. That, eh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty keen on staying out of the last one. It's, yeah. th- it didn't affect them back then, right? I guess not as much, yeah. They they weren't the guys in charge back mm-hmm. then. The Brits were. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. There's no predicting anything, and it is going to be fucking fascinating to watch it all unravel. Yeah, I'm gonna be sad to die because uh, you know the I don't I'll get to stop watching history unfold. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that is where my self-preservation instinct comes from. It's just I need to see what happens next. Here. <laughs> yeah. But the lore, the lore has me so enraptured. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I say to my parents or family members sometimes when they, uh, they, uh, they'll give me grief about my historical fucking uh, bent, my, my love for all things historical. Yeah. And, and I'll say, how can you guys enter this role-playing game <laughs> that is life? And not be like, well, I gotta know the lore, yeah. right? I gotta know what's going on here. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most people just out there skipping the tutorial and hopping right in the game. You're they crazy, ain't reading the item right? descriptions and shit, man. They're they're missing out. Why would you not want to know that the Japanese people think that their emperor is descended from the sun? <laughs> yeah. Right? What Why is not? with them in the sun? Um, I was gonna ask that uh, earlier, but like, they're at the far east, right? They're the oh, the sun appears out of the water every morning. Yeah. Uh, if you if you are uh, an ancient Japanese person, and then you got all those has... mountains, like bringing you closer to the celestial bodies. Uh, okay. It has a it has a geographical resonance yeah. that uh, that it, I'm sure it wasn't uh, uh, assured that the sun would have such a uh, a prominent spot in their culture, but it was. Uh, 
it was pretty damn determined. You know what I mean? Like, it was pretty damn influenced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll take that. Yeah, there's, I think there's more spice in that in that soup, but... Uh, uh, I mean, they have a, a complete pantheon. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Like, I'm not... Tr- I, I understand. I'm not trying to... Uh, no, no, no. I think what you said was a good them. distillation of of why. I'm Thank just you. saying I like I think there's a lot more factors than that. For sure. For sure. I am definitely boiling it down to I mean, we're on an hour long podcast here. Can we blame you? Can we blame them, uh, folks? <laughs> we cannot. You know, I uh I meant to say when we were talking about the uh the Imperial Japan earlier that all the samurais did you know that you had to be descended from an emperor mm-hmm. to be uh to be a samurai i know you knew but i didn't know julian knew. Nope. no idea <laughs> so uh they would make like uh one of uh or a bunch of children from one wife or one son and his descendants from one emperor who didn't become emperor mm-hmm. uh a, a samurai clan and that's how samurai clans start yeah Yep, that's hmm. that's what uh, ended the Heian era. Mm-hmm. And then those, and then yep. they got power, and then they went, "Wait a minute, <laughs> we don't have to give this back." <laughs> 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 and then, Hey-on. and then there's like a thousand years of internal strife. Hey, uh, it's like six hundred. No, you're right. It's like yeah, it's like a thousand years. <laughs> it's bonkers. <laughs> the emperor gets yeah. so addicted to art that the military has to step in. Yeah. more or less that's yeah exactly right <laughs> that's what's that guy's name uh the son is a dead oh dude. yeah that's Bill classic Bill yeah, that's Juli- that's what julian was quoting that's right? all i know about japan is from him. honestly really it's a really good uh a primer yeah <laughs> there's a youtube channel called the shogunate if anybody's interested out there and they do a really deep dive into the history of japan i i pull most of my knowledge from that youtube channel I would say, uh, and probably video games surrounding <laughs> World War II. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's brought us up to an hour. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? I love you both. Aww. I love you too. Hey, when the uh, DJ when the Civil War starts and the world goes to shit a little bit, um, Cottage wait. in the Woods. Anyone? Cottage in the Woods. I just told my uh, sister there, and her fiance that they have to get a big cottage out in the woods. They're looking at a cottage Oof. to buy a cottage, and I said For it real? has to be, yeah, and it has to be. Uh, they're doing great. They fucking. I, I guess. guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I said it should be somewhere fucking remote oh. because uh, MIT has predicted that the world will end in 2035. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm thinking. Like around Hudson's Bay, maybe. Uh, I just. Mm. You got to stay away from anywhere people will coagulate. Yeah, I'm thinking like northern Manitoba along the bay. That's what I'm thinking as well. Or or, uh, a river valley near the Rockies. Uh I got to get a a gas mask. Yeah, that's smart. (laughs) That's smart. Um, Anyways, what pleasant conversation. We've still got 10 years or so. Yeah, least. you know, we'll be in our 30s or something. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, 2035? What's the year? 2022? 13 years. <laughs> hey, that's a good... We'll that, yeah, that'll be our 40th anniversary. What a good present. Yeah, we'll, we'll be the <laughs> most... Okay, 
I gotta I gotta extend for like thirty <laughs> seconds. This world's a, this world's a simulation. It's a video game. If if you're telling me that hard mode's about to activate as I turn forty, <laughs> this world's a video game. I don't believe anyone. <laughs> Someone kill me. Yeah. yeah, the only conscious players are from 1995. Hey, I, <laughs> I, I, I could be the only conscious player. I don't know. You could oh, be the man. only conscious that means, player, and I'm a That fucking... means somebody has to be the protagonist somewhere. And Lord, I know it's not me, and that hurts. Maybe. Why is it not you? Maybe I'm, next week we'll jump I'm into simulation. Way to um, what's the word? Not goal oriented. To be the protagonist. You could just be some guy uh, who's playing like a, a banner lord, a warband type game, but just likes uh, instead of doing all the cool quests, just like hanging out and doing. I'm art doing the uh, doing yoga. I, I feel stuff. like what I've got on is more like a Stardew Valley, like a Harvest Moon. <laughs> I'm just a, a Skyrim yeah. I'm just like okay, bye. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> no man. Yeah, All right. Character. Maybe maybe yes, more on that next week because I feel like we could run with that for an hour easily. Probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for for now, that's Left Look signing off. Pew. We did it.